0: yeah i was going to ask you guys if you ever have something you want to preach on (laughs) so but uh you know it's funny uh, as we're reading through our bibles reading the bible this year um right now we're in we're in romans and there's some passages in there i've been really really want to preach on and this was a tough week because man it was what we call a target rich environment and there's a lot of really good stuff i'm like oh i want that oh i want that oh i want that and 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 what i really desired to, to preach on today uh, i just didn't have peace on it i, I want to do it but i don't think god wanted me to do it i want to preach on and in romans chapter 7 it talks about the two natures that we deal with and but what god really wanted to, to i have really felt spoke to me is about sin sin in our lives and how many people have a struggle with sin man Isn't that crazy when you think about it, that we have Christ, but yet we're all struggling with things. So I want to really, I want to focus this morning, I want to talk about breaking free from sin is where I want to, where I really want to speak on. And and, because we have power in Christ, we have power. I want to talk about a few different things about who you are in Christ. What he's done in our lives And, and so we're going to dive in I just want to really just dive right into scripture this morning Because I've got, a, I've got several notes here And, and um, <laughs> I want to make them through it So uh, let's uh, go ahead If you have your Bible with you If not it's up here on the screen as well uh, We're going to be in uh, Romans chapter 6 We're going to read verses 1 through 13 And, and we're going to really dive into this And of course this is Paul talking He says, in, in verse 1 it says What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase by no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We are therefore buried with him through baptism to death in order that, uh, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been unified or united with him in death like this, we certainly also are united with him in the resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that our body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died for, to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that, you may, so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather yourselves to God, as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument to righteousness. So Paul, you know, he, got, he gives us this idea and he starts talking about, really, I want you guys to think about who you are in Christ, first of all. So my first point is who you are in Christ. And there's a few things that when we read this passage that he kind of called out, and, and right in the end of verse one, he, he, he says that we are those who have died to sin. If we've trusted Christ as our Savior, if Jesus is Lord of our lives, then we have died to sin. And that's the first thing. If I want to have victory over sin, if I want to break free from sin, I have to accept that Christ as my Savior. That's a it's a I have to have that. And then verse 4, it says, we are therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. See, Paul's telling us that that If you're a believer in Christ, if you're a Christian, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you've died to sin and you've been raised up to walk up in a newness of life. You're different. See, the cross, when when a lot of the world walks over, and we don't have one up here, but, but you see a cross, people look at that and it doesn't mean anything. But when I look at the cross and I see, I can see my Savior that was crucified on it. That cross means something different to me. I fully identify with what Christ did on the cross. It's not just a a symbol. It's not just anything. It's, 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 It's my instrument for breaking free. is what it is. It's Christ that was on the cross that allows me to have victory over sin. It's Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5.14, it says, For Christ's love compels us because we, were, uh, we are convinced that one died for all, therefore all died. You see, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is who raises us. See, we look at this and we, and we look at it. A lot of people, I think, they look at God and they look at it as an infinite God or an infinite God. Someone that can't do anything anymore. And that's not the God I serve. See, if, if Christ died and he, was, and he did and he's still in the grave he's not then I would have no hope. But he has victory over the grave. And that's what allows us to have victory in life as well. See, not only were, were we raised with him but we also became internal with him. We became internal with you know, I, I think about Paul. Paul, Paul. I love Paul in the Bible, man. Because when I read about Paul and, and, and his writings, I really identify with him. Because when I read, he, he struggles with a lot of the same things that I struggled with. And, and I do struggle with. And, and I read him, and, and he gives some great illustrations, too. And he talks, I, him and Silas are, are in jail, and, and it's a great story. They get, they get thrown into jail. And, uh, for they were, they were preaching in the synagogue, and they were told not to. And so they get thrown in jail. And, and during the night, there's an earthquake. And all the doors open up. And the jailer's in there, and he looks over. He wakes up from his slumber and sees all the doors open in the jail. And, and he says, man, this ain't good. And so he grabs his sword, and he's going to kill himself. Because if they escaped, it's his life. So he's just going to go ahead and do it and and paul yells and says hey don't do that don't do that we're right here and he comes up and he and he one of the the greatest verses i love in the bible he runs up and he falls down in front of him and says hey what must i do to be saved and he says believe in jesus christ and you and your family will be saved and then he trusts Christ is his Savior, and immediately they go and they were baptized. See, that's one of the things that happened with baptism. Uh, we, it seems like a lot of people step over that today. And they, and they think, okay, well, I trust that Christ is my Savior, and that's it. But one of the things about baptism I want you guys to understand is, it's public. When, it, when you get baptized, when you trust Christ as your Savior, and then you follow that in baptism, what that does is it's an outward testimony to everybody else that Christ has come into your life and he's done a great work in you. And that's what would happen. And so they went over and they got baptized. And, then when, and we do the same thing here. It's, it's the same thing. When we trust Christ as our Savior, we have believer's baptism. There's going to be a baptism next Sunday, just so you guys know. But it's an outward testimony to everybody else. It's an outward testimony see one of the things that happened is you're lowered in that water it's a symbol too it's a symbol of your death of your old self right and then you're raised up out of the water new right you you died to your sins and then you're raised up see the one thing i like about god And and there's a lot of things I like about God. But one thing I really like about God is is that he says that that when I trust that Christ is my Savior, that he won't remember my sins anymore. See, one of the things for breaking free from sin is we've got to understand God's already washed them away. Then why are we living in our past? Why do we allow our, why do we have this big weight of sin that God has forgiven us for but we're grabbing it and we're just trying to drag it everywhere we go Part of breaking free is to understand that you're forgiven Forgive yourself Forgive yourself 2 Corinthians 5:17 says therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old is gone and the new is here Brothers and sisters, if you've trusted Jesus as your Savior, you are a new creation. And here's the cool thing about it. You're not like a a carbon copy that was just not quite as good as the original. You're perfect in Christ. You're a new creation. I was thinking there's 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 a group that does a lot of skits on there and uh, it's called the skit guys and it just kind of hit me right now he had the have one in there he talks about you're not junk and he starts talking about that you're beautiful in Christ's eyes and we need to remember that because part of breaking free from sin is to understand that we're a new creation we're beautiful God doesn't make junk well but you don't know what I did God doesn't make junk you're perfect I had a friend that preached a message that says either you're a saint or you ain't pretty much it. If you're in Christ, the Bible says you're a saint. If you're not in Christ, you ain't. It's that simple. If you're a Christian believer, this is who you are. See, in Romans 6, 7, it says, because anyone who has died... been set free from sin when i trusted christ as my savior i died to my old self and i was reborn in jesus christ see i'm not my own anymore i was bought with a price and that was calvary i'm his i'm his jesus rose again and we rose with him the moment we became a believer in that moment jesus you became a brand new creation you were born From above. The same power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead, He also used to raise you from spiritual death to eternal life. It's important in combating sin to know who you are dead to sin and alive to Christ. Don't forget who you are. If you want to break free from sin, know who you are. You're not junk. Second one I want to tell you is to say no to temptation. Who? This is going to be a hard one, isn't it? See in verse twelve of our text, it says, "Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you obey its evil desires." See, that's where I was thinking about that two that the two natures Paul talks about. He says, "I don't." In chapter seven, he says, he goes, "Listen, I don't do the things I know I'm supposed to do." He goes, "I know I do the things that I'm not supposed to do." You don't want to, but I do them anyways. See, we have this, this, this nature about us, and it's a sinful nature. And here's a misconception about, about this nature in us is, is people think that you're a, you're a sinner because you sin. No, it's not true. You sin because you're a sinner. See, the Bible says there's no none righteous, no, not one. See, I have that nature in me And I've used this illustration before, but I like it. You know, I'm not a... A dog barks because he's a dog. I can bark. not a dog, though, am I? See, the reason why I sin is because I have that nature. It comes from my father, Adam, all the way back then. And I have that nature about me and everything, and I'm in this flesh, and I fight with it constantly is what I do. It's at war with it. You know, I have to die to myself a lot, daily. Sometimes multiple times in the day on it. And you see, I've got to understand that about myself. See, I need to make sure that, that for me to say no to temptation, I've got to know who I am first in Christ, but then i also got to know that what my nature is. Alright? For sin to reign over me, it means it has to have power over me but it doesn't have power over me because I died to Christ. Christ rose I died to sin. I rose in Christ. Let me flip that around. Romans 6.6 says, for that we know that our old self was crucified with him so that our body, ruled by sin, might be done away with. And that we should no longer be slaves to sin. See, in Christ, I don't have to be a slave to sin anymore. I don't have to be. Do you know sin really doesn't have any power over me? It doesn't. It doesn't have any power over me. Because I have Christ. He's greater. He's greater. Paul goes on to say, says, Do not offer any any part of yourself to sin as an instrument to weakness or wickedness. You know, here's the hard part. It's really easy to say, hey, don't sin. Don't do it. Don't give way to it. But, but how do we do that really, right? Come in for the shortest Sunday morning service ever. Again, up here in the preacher, I look at you guys all and say, okay, guys, this week, I just want you guys to sin. Have a great day, right? You're like, well, thanks, Jeff. That works really well for me. See, we have a problem with sin. One of our, you know one of our problems with sin is and the reason why we struggle with it so much? We want to keep one foot in sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we want to see how close we can get to a line but still be righteous. Guy's driving down the road and he's got his, his son and his girlfriend in the back seat and they're talking and they're like, hey dad, how close can we get to each other and still be okay? Can we slide this close? Can we slide this close? Can I put my arm? See, we want to do that. And am I still... See what I'm getting at? And we want to see how close we can get to a line on it, but yet not step over it. See, here's, that's one of our problems that we have. We don't... We need, the closer you get to that line, the greater the temptation is. The closer we get to the line, the easier it is to fall over it. Do you realize life's not in gray? It's really pretty black and white. It really is. But we want to walk on a line. We don't want to pick a side because we might offend someone. Listen, why don't we call sin, sin, and call righteousness, righteousness. And let's not see how close we can get to the line. Let's not worry about that side of it. We need to avoid sin at all costs. You know, one of the things I gotta be honest with you, I thought was the cheesiest. Do you remember the WWJDs? My wife goes, You're not going there. I said, I am. <laughs> do you guys remember that? Everybody had little braces on WWJD. What would Jesus do? And I always thought that was the cheesiest thing, but you know, the more I think about that, you realize if we, we tempered our life a little bit more with that, we probably watch ourselves not get into some of the situations we allow us to do. Why don't we look at stuff and say, does this honor Christ in my actions that I do? Because when I get to that temptation, I'm trying to get to that line. I know it doesn't honor Jesus Christ. I know it's not for his glory. So maybe WWJD wasn't so cheesy after all. Was it? Because we need to temper it. We need to temper everything against Jesus Christ. How does this serve the kingdom? How does, this, how does this increase my walk with Jesus Christ? How does this change? Do you see, I, I, I personally don't think that I'm going to have a complete conquer over top of sin until I'm with Jesus Christ. But I do realize the closer I get to Jesus Christ, the easier I have dealing with sin. The closer I get to sin, the harder I have to deal with sin. The higher my temptation gets. I was talking with a beloved brother just, just, a couple days ago, and we were talking, and I said, you know what your triggers are? Mm -hmm. I have a friend that's an alcoholic. And on his way home from work, he passes four bars. Takes him 15 minutes to get home. But he struggles with alcohol. So he goes a different way takes him a lot longer to get home, but he passes no bars. See, he don't want to see how close he can get to the line. He wants to get away from it, because he knows that's a problem. and we need to look at our lives like that. What sits on the throne of your life? Is it Jesus? Or is it this? If it's sinful, we need to replace it with something that's good. Something that's God. And I'm going to come back into that here in a minute. My wife and I, Jenny, we're very careful on things that we do. Because we don't want other people to stumble. We don't want to stumble. We have rules in our life. Um, we We don't get in a car alone with the opposite sex. Been married 22 years. Why would you do that? It's <laughs> how I've been married 22 years. <laughs> We've got to have those things in it. Uh, Albert and I did a, bi- a Bible study one time with a group of, uh, of young kids that were getting ready to go to college. I guess not really young because they're getting ready to go to college. But, but it was called guardrails. We have to have guardrails in our lives. See, if you hit a guardrail, do you know it's going to damage your car? But it's going to keep something worse from happening. And we need to have that. We gotta have some things in our lives. We watch what we post online. Social media is an incredible tool for good and for evil. (laughs) And we gotta watch what it is. Do you realize that, that if you come to my house, I'm the same person here at my house I am too. I don't live two lives. My wife and I, Years ago, we've been on our way to church and had some intense fellowship.
1: Uh-huh.
0: We call that fighting, right? That's Christian for fighting. And then we get into church, and what do we do? Hey, guys. Hey, how are you guys? Yeah. How's everything thinking, Oh, it's fantastic. I'm going to kill her. Yeah, it's fantastic, you know. And it, but people go out online, and they put, man, they slay people on it. Man, how's that hurt our testimony? How's that hurt our walk on it? I got one for you ready when in doubt don't when in doubt just don't do it I had a pastor friend that told me he goes you know even when I'm studying my scriptures and he goes he goes hey listen we're great minds disagree tread lightly because there's a lot of things sometimes we hurt people I was talking to a beloved sister last night and man we can be tough on other people as Christians we need to treat people with the grace that we've been treated with.
1: That's
0: right. Amen. In James 4, 7, the second half, it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. How is he going to reign over your life when you resist him? The Bible says that he will flee from you. Hmm. He'll flee from you. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm going to raise my hand. People struggle. People struggle with stuff. But here's the problem. We carry that with ourselves. We don't let anybody else have our struggle. We don't want to, Troy, I can't let you know what my struggle is because you might think different of me. But you know Troy has struggles. Maybe I don't want to share it with my wife. One person I should be able to share anything with. Now, I don't want to share it with her because she might not think I'm the husband I'm supposed to be. And what we do is we carry that struggle with us and it eats at us and it tears at us. And, and, we, and we don't do it. But you know what? We have brothers and sisters in Christ that are here to judge me, that are here to look at me and go, man, I can't believe. But we, do you know when you share something with someone there's an accountability that happens. I have another friend that's dealing with alcohol, and, and, and he made a comment to me. He says, Yeah, I've been getting we, him, and I used to play foosball at the bar a lot. He used to be quite the foosball player. But he started playing foosball again at the bar. Well, he's got a drinking problem. And I told him, I said, Brother, you can't do that. It'd be a matter of time before you're right back to where you were before. And I'm trying to encourage him. See, how do I know that? How can I encourage him? Because you know what? He shared with me that he had a problem. He has accountability. There's also a release happens. When I share my struggle with someone else, do you realize that, that it, I have less problems with that? I have less problems with it because it's out there. You know, see... One of the things for Satan to reign in my life and have power over me is I've got to keep it to myself. I've got to hide it from y'all. But when I share it with you guys, Satan can't bring it back over to me. See, I had a, I had a problem with security with, the, with my salvation at one time. You know, whether or not I was really saved. And Satan was always on the one side going, Jeff, you don't really know you're saved. And I struggled with it. And one day I just, I knelt down and I was like, God, I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose again. You said, if I trusted in you, if I believed on you, if I put all my hope in you, that I'd be saved. And I'm doing that right now. Do you know, I don't struggle with it anymore. I dealt with the problem and Satan does not have that power over me. He's not done it again. Because I serve one that's greater. Yes, that's right. yeah. I can't let him have rain over me. That's right. Scripture. Got to be in the Word, guys, gals, brothers, sisters. We've got to. We've got to quit. Okay. The Bible's not for Sunday morning. It's for every day of your life. I'm going to encourage you this week, start your day with Scripture. Get in the Word and read it. That's why we're reading through our Bible this year. Pray. God knows your struggles. He knows what you're going through. Pray. Bring, Take it to Him. Bring it to the throne. Give it to God. Watch what he does. My dad, I talk to him all the time. We're close. Man, what about my Heavenly Father? Man, I I should be speaking to him even more. Paul talked about pray without ceasing. Always be in a mind of prayer. Be a prayer warrior. Not only your own problems, but don't be afraid to take other people's to them either. My last point I want to tell you is to say yes to God. Say yes to Him. See, one of the things that we do with our bad habits is is we get rid of them. Little by little, we get rid of them. And we get rid of them. And we get rid of them. But we don't put anything in their place And pretty soon we walk around and our lives look like Swiss cheese We got all these holes in them I want to read something about that In Matthew 12 Verses 43-45 through 45, It says when an impure spirit comes in out of a person It goes Through eric places Seeking rest and doesn't find it Then it says, I'll return back to the house I left. And when it arrives, it finds it unoccupied, swept clean, and put in order. (laughs) Then it goes and it takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself and it goes in to live there. And the final condition of that person was worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. See, what happens is, is we take these things out of our lives and maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's whatever. Whatever that problem is that you guys know. that sin that you're struggling with the things you are we, we finally get victory over it and we leave it out of our lives but we leave that big hole in there and we wonder why we stumble and we fall and we come right back into the same exact pit was because we left a hole there and it's so easy to fall back into a hole but when we fall back into it the hole's bigger than it was before see one of the things when you've got a hole you've got to put something in it God gave you victory out of, why don't you put a little Jesus in the hole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a little Jesus in the right. hole, guys. Yeah. Replace it with, with Bible. Replace it with something else. Yeah. Replace it with other people. Pour into other lives. Guys, we didn't get saved. We didn't get saved to sit on a pew. got saved to tell people about Jesus Christ. It's just the beginning. It's not the end. Replace things that you struggle with with things that are going to strengthen your walk with Jesus Christ. We say yes to Jesus and we run from things that don't honor him. Here's the bad thing about it. Ready? Yes to Jesus often means no to your desires.
1: The
0: mm. Bible says your heart is desperately wicked and no man can know it. Well, in my heart I know it's... <laughs> Do you? Do you? Listen. We've got to quit playing in this. this you, you, I, it's funny. As I get older, I, I, you guys don't know this this morning. I'm doing really good right now, but I hurt my back. And I'm struggling right now, to be honest with you, on it. in um, three moving and everything else. And, and, and this getting old is not for the faint of heart. The older I get, and I talk to people that are a little bit older, and they're like, oh, just wait until you get here. I'm like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, it, it's tough. But you know, this Christian walk is not an easy thing either. You know, do you know that the, Jesus said they're not going to like you. you? Know how he knew? Because they didn't like him. But his reward is so much greater. Do you know it doesn't matter where you're at, where your struggle is. You could be in a prison like Paul. And Jesus is there. He's in the dark place. He's in the dark place. In Galatians 5.17 it says, So I say to walk by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. When I walk in the Spirit, when I walk in in Jesus and I put my focus on Him, I leave my desires, my personal desires. (laughs) See, when I walk in sin, I get deeper and deeper and deeper. And eventually what happens is I find myself way over here and I'm like, how did I get here? How did it all happen? What happened in my life that put me in such state as this? See, sin will always take you farther than you're willing to go. Just one more step, Jeff. That line, right? Pretty soon the line's way over there. Jesus is way over there, right? And what happens is, the funny part is, you know we follow Jesus kicking and screaming? Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to... God I, God, I don't want to do that. And you keep on going, and you're fighting them all the way. And then we get over here, and we look back, and we're like, man, God, this is awesome. I didn't know it could be so good. But we, we ran that way. We got dragged this way. Why don't we flip that? Instead of running from Jesus, let's run to Him Instead of running to sin, let's run away from it. By the way, that's Bible. That's Bible. See, in verse 13 of our text, Romans it says, Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of weakness. Rather, offer yourself to God as those who have been bought from death to life. And offer every part of yourself as an instrument of righteousness. See, when we trusted Christ as our Savior, we were all given different gifts. Some of us were given gifts of music. Man, I wish I was given a gift of music. But I wasn't. Yeah, I could pick up a guitar and show you. And uh, we're singing. Man, I make a joyful noise. Noise. I love choirs. You know why? I sound better. <laughs> so, but, but we've all been given... Ch- We've all been given these different tools that that help us to deal with life and as we work through it, why don't we start picking up those tools and start using them? Use them for the kingdom. As you guys look around, you see seats that are open. We have a, a balcony that's open and those are places for bodies. For people that need the gospel. They need healing. I need this every day. I was just talking with a couple and they said that that you know more or less that you don't need to go to church and everything. And I agree, if you're saved, you don't have to. But you're going to struggle. You're going to fight. See, the Bible says that there's strength. It says, "Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together." See, there's, there's. You guys know there's strength in numbers. I need this. This is a recharge to my system for when I go out into the world. I'm putting on the armor of God. So I can withstand the fiery arrows. I need you. I need you guys in my life. I need the community. I need the family. Some here, this might be the greatest family you've ever had. Amen. You say, Jeff, I'm alone. Look, look to your left, look to your right. You're not alone. You're not alone. In other words, you've been bought from life, from death to life. Ready? Act like it. Act like it. Live a life that's worthy of Jesus Christ. You say, Jeff, I fall short. I don't care. Keep on stepping. Just walk another step closer. Walk another step closer. Just keep going. See, when I spend more energy serving God... I have less energy to serve the devil. That's right. you guys grasp that? The more I serve God, the less I sin. If I want to break through from sin, let's start, let's start serving the one that gives us victory over it. Right. See, in Philippians 4.8, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whoever, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely... Whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy. Think on these things. Keep your mind on God. Think on the things of righteousness. Think of the things that are going to honor God. Don't let your mind be idle to other things. You'll convince yourself it's okay. Just remember. Who you are. You're dead to sin. You're alive in Christ. <laughs> say no to the temptations. Listen, you know what your problem is. Say no. When the devil's beating on your door, say, listen, he's greater. Run to him. And last thing, say yes to God. Let's quit playing Christian and start being soldiers of Christ. Let's, let's Let's pick up that armor that we got in the corner just in case we have it for a rainy day and let's equip it every day. Let's saddle up and be part of this. Listen. You might be here today, and you think, "Well, Jeff, this is all great, and all these things that you're talking about." But I've never trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. Then you don't know what I'm talking about. You still are struggling with sin. You have no victory over it. You're going to have continue to struggle. You're going to continue to have problems. But you know what? That can be fixed today. Jesus is here, and He says, "Come unto me, come unto me." Let me get the band to go ahead and come forward. Listen, you don't have to leave here the way you came in. You can leave here as a brother or sister in Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know, brother Jeff, I haven't trusted I've trusted Jesus as my savior, but I've never been baptized. Man, we can take care of that too. We can take care of that too. Maybe you just need someone to pray with you. We can take care of that too. We got to quit court and sin. And serve the one that gave us everything. Amen. Everybody stand, please. If you need a relationship with Jesus Christ, come on. If you need to bring something you're struggling up and give it to him, come on. quit playing and let's we'll start getting busy about Jesus Christ we need to hear. These are all your brothers and sisters in Christ. Hey, as you see, we've got a group up here that's come from Celebrate Recovery. Uh, my wife mentioned something in the announcements. Man, don't be afraid to come over and and to uh, to come on Monday. And and you might you you, you might come thinking you're going to bless someone, and watch how much bless you're going to get when you leave. Yeah. And, and it's fun, and it's a blast, and I enjoy, I enjoy it. And, and of course, I want to preach, and so I just got to, I keep, on keeping my mouth shut a lot. <laughs> it's tough. So, one time Jason gave me the mic, I'm thinking, what were you thinking? <laughs> so, but I kept it short, so. Um, but, uh, but we love you, and we thank you for everybody for coming. And, and I want to encourage you this week, invite someone. Invite someone to church. Yeah. I, I don't care if they if they are a Christian and they're not going anywhere. Invite them. If they're not a Christian, I know they're not going anywhere. Invite them. Yeah. You know, and, and and let's let's get real serious about it. why don't we just give our lives to Christ and see what He can do.
1: Yeah.
0: So we got a cool little thing we're gonna do. I'm gonna my, I'm gonna slide out back here with my wife, and but I want everybody to kind of join hands. We're gonna do bind us together. <laughs>